This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and I'm thinking of deleting all my social media and making the switch to organic anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and uh, yesterday I got emotional listening to The Gambler. Welcome to cancer season, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Tess Barker, and I'm pretty jealous of my dogs who think the president of the United States is me. (laughs) (laughs) And this is lady to lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy and of course Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out. With your favorite ladies, ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hell yeah. Let's bring our guest <laughs> on right away. He had, uh, he definitely had thoughts on our opening jokes. Uh, you know him, you love him. He's one of the hosts of the last podcast network. And he's got an amazing show on Adult Swim called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Henry Zabrowski. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Um, I saw a visceral reaction to the gambler. Yes. <laughs> that's a song. That yeah. I, know, I think like my family specifically, we were growing up because now it's like, it's very, I understand. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel and 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 uh, and Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers are mm-hmm. hack, right? People yeah. don't oh, like I that you like, like them. I honestly didn't see you going there. I was like, are awesome? Yeah. That is my, but that's my family. Yeah. My yeah, yeah. mom lived in that car had Billy Joel's greatest hits, yep. and it had Kenny Rogers' greatest mm-hmm. hits, and that's all we listened to through my entire childhood. That'll I know every one of it, and the Gambler, mm-hmm. it still brings yes. chills. Yeah. I sit and I think about being on that train. <laughs> and when he died, it was like, I felt like, because it's happened, it's during the non-quarantine time, like the no time where it's like everything, that's, the, the 90 things happen a day and nothing happens at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with my sister and both of us worship Kenny Rogers and we're both mm-hmm. like, are you crying in the kitchen listening to the gambler right now? Yes. It's like, yes, yeah. because I feel like that. I wish yeah. I, I, how many times have I folded too early? How many times have I folded too late? Fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. It was just, it popped up on a playlist spot. And I like even, you know, wasn't even the most, I was only half listening. But then when like the verse kicks in talking about how he, how he dies, I just like felt tears welling up. And I was like, oh man, we are making a sandwich and crying about the gambler. <laughs> that song, even you guys talking oh, about it makes oh. me want to be like in Barstow with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee and a full tank of gas right now. Hey, doing donuts. Just getting yes. souped up. <laughs> Guys, I don't think I know this song. I feel so yes, embarrassed. You no, you do. Someone, you're going to have to sing it because I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's get it going. If we're going to really do this, okay. then we have to actually do this. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. <clears throat> I wish we had like a tambourine or something. Oh, I have one downstairs. <laughs> like, honestly. I have one actually close by. Um, yeah, okay, hold on. Babs, go get your tambourine. On a train bound for nowhere. 
Met up with a gambler. We're both too tired of sleep. Well, Henry's the so only he one. Took turns of <laughs> no, he knows a little bit. Windows in the darkness. I pulled him up just to make sure. And he brought him took us. And he began to speak. He said, Son, I made love life. Out of reading people's faces. Knowing what the cards were. But the way they held their eyes. Like Dick Cheney. Which is kind of scary if you think about it, because you know how he broke people down like a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Just one swig of whiskey. Oh, yeah. What is it? Why wasn't this song like on the oldie station ever? I listened to so many, but this was never played. Would they, were they like Kenny anti Rogers the gambler? Was more like Grand Ole Opry, like. Right. It's yes. not really K Earth 101. You know, I also yeah, yeah. wonder if he falls sort of because Kenny Rogers and Barry Manlow, they fall kind of the no person's land of adult contemporary sometimes. Sure. Yes. And adult yeah. contemporary a lot of times will go to a light FM mm-hmm. instead of a classic rock. Because if you notice, Lady in Red never shows up on classic <laughs> rock. Oh, and they have a similar energy for sure. Yeah. At that see. time period. But then yeah. also he even- had. I was in. Neil, I'm a Neil Diamond. I'm a Neil like. But see, Neil Diamond, Kenny Rogers, they're buds. buds. They're no. That's what I'm saying. But I fell into Neil Diamond. Like that's where somehow my, uh, you know, my affiliation went. Yeah. You don't need one. You don't need to just have just one. I know that it's difficult to get in now because I feel like there are certain things that are maybe childhood passions. Like Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I will say I took a Seeger passion, but that happened more in college. And then yeah. mostly happened to be drinking alone after comedy shows, listening to Turn the Page and being like, yes. they, them girls don't understand. The only thing that matters is the laughs. I don't need them to date me. You know, just that was a good comfort zone for us. Absolutely. Be, yeah. Yeah. I will say, because I'm from the West Coast, um, so I got into Bruce Springsteen late in life. Like I'm also I didn't, late. I didn't yeah. like Bruce Springsteen as a teenager, but like now I'm obsessed with him. Well, I so think Springsteen. I think it's okay to like take these dives later in life. I think Springsteen, you have to have like the world needs to beat you up a little bit before you can mm. truly mm-hmm. experience Springsteen. Like you know, you got to know what it's like to feel trapped and disappointed in a real <laughs> visceral way before you're like, oh fuck, I understand what he's talking about now. Yeah, previous yeah. previous to that, it was just like, oh, here's Adam Sandler's impression of him. That was like the most I had <laughs> in my head. But he and honestly, educate. that's a pretty dead on impression. <laughs> exactly. Probably his best work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He looks good in denim. And yes. it also shows like how what's, what's really sad is that you look at the outfits of Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. but then technically if you look at some of the outfits of Mike Huckabee on his comedy Ooh, show, yikes. they're surprisingly parallel. And then you see how sometimes it just shows how a mm-hmm. lean waist mm-hmm. can really affect how people perceive you. Yes. Is Mike Huckabee yes. still doing comedy? He well, did he ever start switch, 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 quotation, quotation marks? <laughs> yes, he so has his show. Mm-hmm. He has a show. Is it like a talk oh, show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he plays yeah. the bass. Oh my god! Yeah, he's got a oh he's, he's got a late night. He's got a talk show. Yeah, he's um fucking uh, Conan O'Brien for no one. For He's Mike the, Huckabee, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Conan O'Brien for the people that like Alex Jones is too spicy for. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of Alex Jones, can we get into the fireworks yeah. situation? Yeah, Henry, we wanted to talk to you about this. This What's is really deal? interesting because I have been getting a lot of reach out about this, especially <laughs> even people within LPN, Travis mm-hmm. and Mary. We're both mm-hmm. saying that they've been hearing this shit all night. And I yeah. wasn't really paying attention to it until yeah. like 
my dog, Wendy, mm-hmm. has been mm-hmm. going nuts every night. And mm-hmm. I couldn't really hear it until all of a sudden I opened up the door and I was like, did I just get used to the sound of explosions that have just been happening all night? Because at first I just yeah. thought people are popping off. Yeah. They're bored. Mm-hmm. Um, they got nothing else going on. Go outside. Fucking, we're not got no restaurants or bars. Go blow shit up yeah. outside. Common sense. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely. But this shit's going on till three, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Wendy is acting like a Vietnam vet <laughs> walking Aww. around the house and there's nothing. There's no sweater. Yeah. It's curing her at the moment. Well, it's just, but it's wild because, yeah. yeah, living in L.A., I'm totally used to it. And I don't it doesn't, yeah. you know, I just it doesn't really phase me anymore. No. But the fact that it's these the M80s, which are like super loud. And I don't even think make like a fire. They're not even fun to like look at. No, that's just a noise. Yeah, there's noise, but it's also happening all over the country. Like it's happening everywhere. So this, there's a conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it that it's like cops doing it so that a people get Mm -hmm. used to hearing warfare in the streets and not paying attention. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, terrifying. Yeah, and so that people want to call the cops and think that they need cops more. And also, well, I know that my citizen app blows up at night, right? It blows up at night Mm -hmm. saying gunshots. And mm-hmm. then the more and more I hear it, I listen. I was like, well, those are not gunshots. Gunshots sound like pops, right? Like mm-hmm. they sound like kind of like claps. Yeah. Like these yeah, are yeah. fireworks. And you're like, all right, this is happening all night. They do mm-hmm. sound not, I, I, I'm going to say warfare, but it's not really warfare. They, technically, it's like citizen containment, it's crowd mm-hmm. control. And that sound mm-hmm. weapons have been used for forever. Like yeah. we use them. Uh, mm-hmm. On you know in Guantanamo Bay, you know how we would keep them up all night playing Slipknot. Yeah, Standing Rock too. We did we did, uh, did a lot of that up there. Dude, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. I, I it's so funny because when it comes to cops like doing that, like staging bricks and staging all this kind of stuff, it does get mm-hmm. to a point where it's like I know cops that mm-hmm. would be like I don't know if they locally are nefarious enough to do it, but mm-hmm. is somebody from the federal side coming and saying, here's a way to handle your people and yeah, giving yeah. them mm-hmm. these like packages of stuff of being like, here's a fun thing for you guys to go do all night. You guys yeah. can go run these fireworks all night. And what it's showing us is that once people get more physically tired, they're less likely to show up and march. They mm-hmm. And who fucking knows? I mean, it, it plays to their benefit. But yeah. Even though the protests are still actively going on. Oh yeah, every single day. On. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, everything's all day. Yeah. But it's just, well, it's yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. good. Okay, let's unpack this. So, <laughs> as far as I know, my knowledge of fireworks, at least around the L.A. area, is they are a seasonal item. They're kind of like strawberries, right? Like, they show up in, like, April or May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. usually they go on for a few months before July 4th. Yeah. A few weeks. They usually go on for a few well, weeks. Well, but it seems like it can be, like, two months or something to me. It, like, ramps up the closer it gets. So, like, two weeks before, I feel like it starts becoming every night. Yeah. But, like, starting yeah. in May, it's, like, one night a week. I'll hear, like, one yeah. or two pop but off. But I noticed it in L.A. I yeah. never noticed it in New York, which is mm, interesting. Okay. It's, like, living living years in New York, I never noticed the upswing of, of that type of fireworks, mainly because they are illegal. Technically, yeah. they are illegal. Right. You can't just, like, easily go get them. Like, here, yeah, you can yeah, kind yeah. of drive a county away and easily go get them. Yes, and mm-hmm. bring them in. Yeah. And then you yeah. just wonder if people are – because then I saw one theory is that – because everything's shut down, that people are like, there's almost like a black market of them going mm-hmm. on, and they're just getting rid of supplies and just giving them to whoever, like people buying them in fucking bulk. So exactly. I don't know. But that's out here. The rest yeah. of the country, I don't know. 
because See, I almost think it's almost even more fascinating if what is actually going on is we are experiencing a macro collective hunger for fireworks. <laughs> it, I, I love fireworks. Right? I kind of do, but I hate them because of the animals. Like the, yes. the human in me loves them, but the dog lover, like I'm very torn on the issue. Mm-hmm. And the veterans. They also And the veterans. <laughs> the veterans hate them. Yes, my uncle yeah. is was never into it. He came, but my uncle he had a hard time in Vietnam, and there. But it, this is a story that I I don't I don't know what's happening. But it seems that yeah. we are rolling into a lot of what you'd almost call like versions of high strangeness mm-hmm. between like the pallet of bricks that happened, all these kinds of things that are happening. Where I just wonder if we've never spent as a generation yeah. so long inside up each other's buttholes mm-hmm. that we are noticing it now or is this literally Mm. people calling out to each other in an organic way like literally letting off explosions saying like we're here Mm -hmm. i'm i'm here i exist like right because not a voice to amplify yourself Mm -hmm. because not everyone yet legally has to have a podcast in la Well, that's it's, a part of the defund uh, the people's budget is uh, Zooms for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Right, you're diverting yeah. some of that money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to spice it up. You got to mix up other ways because uh, you know another way if you don't have a podcast and you really want people to know what you're thinking, get a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely goes a long way. Uh, you know what scared the shit out of me okay. was during this, this first couple of nights is driving down Burbank and seeing the lines of down the gun store like. The fucking wrapped yeah. around gun store lines, and you're like, "What do you guys think's gonna fucking happen? Like, what do you guys think's yeah. going on here?" Yeah. Well, and that's that's always the thing that's crazy because I'm just like, you don't, you need like to practice how to use that. I think so many people are like, "I play video games. Uh, I, I own a gun. I, I know how to do this." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. no. There's like." training and practice that goes along with being competent at using. Yeah, I mean, I think it's <laughs> it was just everyone's response to like being told that. People were yeah. going to show up at their door and try to burn their house down. I think that's what it was. They did, they did a good idea of making – they really tried to make us afraid yeah. of everyone, to make us afraid of the movement. And it didn't yeah. work. No, it didn't I work. I look out there and I see a bunch of like, families and kids out mm-hmm. there like mm-hmm. trying to show that they actually give a shit. And it's just so nice mm-hmm. that they actually show up to the protest, but they didn't show up to his rally, which is just the funniest oh, thing on the face of the so planet. Nice. Dude, that was I mean, so nice. That was so lovely. I need, we all needed that. <laughs> we really did. It was a beautiful win. Shout out to K-pop uh, Twitter. Holy I shit. You. K-pop and so TikTok. Funny. But then I was I'm gonna talk about inside stories this week, those TikTok the the TikTok couple that found Mm -hmm. the dead body in the in a suitcase. Wait, no, I haven't seen this. Wait, I haven't heard about this. I just started looking into this for this week's side stories, but there is a there's a I guess there's an app called Randonaut. Okay. That is a thing that's sort of like a I'm never getting on whatever this is. (laughs) I don't know. This is the internet just goes so fast. It oh, is yeah. a thing called Rananautica. It is an app that leads you to random locations, and I guess yeah. people are using it to go, and it kind of like pops things up, and you can go mm-hmm. and like say we're here, and you do like a TikTok or a Snapchat, and you kind of mm-hmm. sit, like it's a thing to do. Like it's it's like a weak form of geocaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. But they, I guess they used this and they ended up on a suitcase. They found a suitcase and they were like, oh, that's crazy. Look at this suitcase. And they're like, oh, man, it smells bad. And they were like, oh, ugh. like seeing how smelly it yeah. is and putting like the smelly gifts next to it. And then they, they're they like, open up with the stick. And they open up the stick and it's just a big oh. duffel, just a garbage bags filled with lumps. And it reeks, right? So they're all smelling. They're all like getting real sick. And they're like, 
oh, it's, it's smelly. We should call the police. And then they all go and they, you see them all calling the police and they have to come say body Why are found they still filming suitcase. at this point? Why is the camera TikTok. on? Because TikTok, content. Oh, content. the person who killed the person and put them in the suitcase then created this like game to make someone come find it like the fucking movie seven. It's just weird. They're, apparently there's other super random. They, it's supposed to be random, but it's like people are ending up at these like super creepy places. So Whoa. who fucking knows? Who knows what's happening? With this? For every Man, I feel like for every good deed done with like the rally, you get a body <laughs> in a suitcase for the future. It's like <laughs> exactly. every time you feel good, that's what happens mm-hmm. next. Well, that's like, do you remember what Pokemon Go, they were like, um, uh, people were like using that to, to lead them to places to get like mugged yeah. and stuff like that. They yeah. were using it out there, like, like literally putting a little Pokemon monster out there and then being like, I'm the real Pokemon monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm a Charizard in person. Give me your wallet. <laughs> so scary. No, that's why I never, I, I only go where I know where I'm going. I don't ever tell anybody where I'm going, ever. Smart. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it private. Keep then it if you disappear, your friends have to figure it out, too. Yeah, I leave breadcrumbs, and they know. <laughs> <laughs> they know what to look for. Breadcrumbs, that's exactly. a good app. There we go. Oh, my God, how scary <laughs> would that only be? sends to your friends where, where you went. <laughs> Honestly, that's a fucking... That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, that is a really good idea, Babs. Just like if you haven't heard from me at this okay, point, um, I'm gonna get, you'll get a series of clues uh, with, a la National with, Treasure. Breadcrumbs with a Z, obviously. Yes, yes. Of for the kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The Zoomers have got to get on it. That's how it'll blow up in the first place. And they hate S's. That's what I've discovered about skater boys. Um, Anybody who's skitching. I use the word skitching quite a bit recently, and I guess that's no longer a thing. I've never heard it. What is skitching? I don't, I, know. I don't know Skitchin. Oh, no, I don't either. Sorry, I'm so Henry. stupid. No, what are you saying? I'm the stupid one. This is as far as I go with skate culture. Like, I did the thing where I saw a bunch of kids skating around. I was like, hey, go find Avril Lavigne. Hey, where'd you go? It's a skate boy. It's like I was just being funny inside of the own car. And my wife, Natalie, said, be like, number one, Avril Lavigne's 50 now. <laughs> um, yep. So that doesn't. Yeah. that's a reference that doesn't work anymore. And I always thought of the term skitching which was that video game that was on Nintendo where people with rollerblades and skateboards used to grab the back of, like, cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I, Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's in but the it, dictionary. I Googled it. You are correct. Which okay. means it's officially <laughs> yeah, not cool. a thing that skater <laughs> people do. Nope. Nope. I, uh-uh. I am. I am. Now I'm out of touch. I like that when you Google sketching, the second question is, is sketching illegal in Michigan? So Ooh. very... It would be fucking Michigan. Mitch. Something, yeah, something happened in Michigan. Wendy. <laughs> that made that it's question not come up. Again. Hi, Wendy. Wendy. Sorry, my dog just was like begging to be on Aww. my lap for some reason, but she doesn't like my lap because it's not deep enough. Oh, Wendy. Oh, puppy. Oh. <laughs> we, gotta, we have to Wendy. take a quick break, so we'll tend to Wendy. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Lady to the Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Henry. Hi. Hi. I, was, I was just saying, spending so t- long in quarantine with just mm-hmm. our sweet little pup, Wendy, mm-hmm. who's seven pounds, and she, I think she just absorbs all of the waves of yeah. our anxiety and everything going on in the house. Because like I'm kind of a germaphobe. Like mm-hmm. my, my 
wife, Natalie, does not experience fear of germs because she was like a dancer and a punk, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she does never not had experience a... fear of germs. Wow. That's like she's me. Very... I'm the same way. <laughs> she's yeah, I'm the same super way too, responsible yeah. about mm-hmm. the plague. We're super responsible, but about she, the plague. <laughs> you know, it's what it is. Of course. I don't well, know what the hell it is. No, it is. It is the plague. It is. <laughs> that is how we've referred to it in our. No, it own. is though. Yeah. yeah, same. Absolutely. Um, but I get very nervous. But then I wonder what to do. So the point where Wendy was trying to go up the stairs and she slipped one time and now she's so scared to use the stairs that she needs to be carried up and down, but she's completely healthy enough to do it. And (laughs) I can't break her heart. Like, I don't know what to do with it. I am now, I know I'm being manipulated. Yeah, she's conditioning you. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely is. She's in charge. (laughs) What do you do? They train us. You you just succumb to it. Don't, yeah. I mean, duh, it's her, it's her world. You're just living in it. I have people tell me that we are supposed to pay for obedience school or train a seven pound dog. And I was like, no. what do you mean? I don't know. What do you do? What am I supposed to I do? Know. Am I supposed to like zap her with something? Like, how are you supposed to discipline a chihuahua? I have no. a chihuahua too. And my husband has this kind of like very like naval academy attitude. He's like, we got to like, we got to show him some discipline and some structure. I'm like, I didn't get a chihuahua to not be codependent with it. Yeah. Yes. It's a satch of like, when he dances in a circle, yeah. Natalie has one of those Bjorns. Oh, she has yeah. a chihuahua Bjorn. And mm-hmm. when she sees that chihuahua, chihuahua Bjorn, she just freaks out. She just loves being right underneath my wife's breast, which I understand. And she's like <laughs> stuck right in there. And yeah. she just is just like, <laughs> just like super. That's, oh, that's all she does. It's how we roll. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. The only discipline you need for a chihuahua is like if they start acting up. You just pick them up. You just that's take it. Th- you take them out of danger, and that's I, why they're seven pounds. You just pick I can them up. hold her aloft with one hand like exactly. this. If she's yes. freaking out, and she's done that, where she's become a, yes. a swirling <laughs> mass of energy, and I just have her out like this in <laughs> yeah. front of me, and then I yep. put her down when she's done. Yes, exactly. I love Chihuahuas so much because they truly have the psychic energy of 18 pit bulls, and it's all compacted <laughs> into mm-hmm. one little jelly bean. She's yeah. fucking going up against every huge dog on the street. She just wants to start shit, and I I think a lot of the time she's been like, yeah, I start shit because my daddy finishes shit. She's been like, that's a 60 pound pit bull. You understand yeah. what's going to happen to me? Not only is it going to fuck me up, but then they're going to have to kill the dog. And then yeah. they're going to, ha- and that's going to shatter the neighborhood. I have yes. to deal with that. I do, we you know, like, I'm not fucking, Wendy's I'm not getting that kind of Wendy's just over there smoking a cigarette, watching the world burn. Sun <laughs> baby. <laughs> Defend me, baby. Yeah, they've got the energy of the girl that picks the fight at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> just like, he'll, you, fight him, fight for my honor. <laughs> Go get him. Go yeah. get him. Yeah, he's bigger than you. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're being very toxic right now, Wendy. Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> Looking beautiful. I, I love I, it. Speaking of codependence, quarantine has made me so codependent. And like, I was always, oh. you know, uh, my boyfriend moved in at the beginning of quarantine and I've never lived with anyone. And now when he's like mm-hmm. out of the room, I'm like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's very common because then you're also... Then you move into a level of comfort of, I think that, because now we've been married for two years, back in, like, quarantine's been really nice, we really enjoy each other, we have a really good time, but there's definitely a thing where it's weird to have to be in a position where you have to go to your wife or your significant other, like, did you wash? (laughs) I'm going to need you to clean. Whatever it is that you got going on there, you're going to need to disinfect. I know we want it. We want to be together. Absolutely. You're going to have to disinfect yourself, which is a very scary thing to say. Outside of this world... Mm-hmm. I you'd make a lifetime movie out of I if I said that. 
yes. to my wife. Yes, absolutely. but now it's it's in your both of your interests that you I, you check each other on your. I need it skills. honestly. I'm like mm-hmm. Pigpen if he's not telling me to do that. So, <laughs> but what makes some people? I that's what I don't understand. For me, it's definitely a locus of my anxiety. I never really have talked about how I used to be very very bad germaphobe. Like put myself mm-hmm. in the emergency room oh, kind wow. of germaphobe. Oh wow. Oh, wow. So this is like... Henry, I'm right there. I would never put myself in the emergency room, but I was a really bad germaphobe, recovered from it. Yes, and then this shit happens. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. yep, yep. And and then you have to communicate where I have to say to, like, I have to say to Natalie, like, okay, listen, we just have to know that a, a big filter on everything that I say is that this is a specific situation in which I was already insane. Yep. Like, yes. if we were, like, to put me, like, I could have put myself in a bed at some point, you know what I mean, yes. because of this. Yeah. So let's just all, I'm going to understand before I say anything. Like, I'm going to say it, like, I'm going to open a cupboard and just say it into a cupboard first before I say it out loud to my family. Yes. That's a good method, actually. Everyone should do that. The cupboard. Have have your little rage cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just a a tiny anger dress rehearsal for yourself. She's so cool. She's been I knew at some point I was going to be rubbing down groceries with rubbing alcohol, but I just didn't think I was going to be this young when it happened. Right? <laughs> you know? I thought I'd at least be able to go to bars or something afterwards and be like, all right, now I just got to blow up some steam after I made sure to clean all my bread. Yeah. <laughs> what the? When do you guys, like, I'm in my head this year is done and I will never go to a place again, you yeah, know? No. Yep. Um, no. But we were, I was at, uh, at a protest the other day and we were in Pasadena and they had started, you know, there were people dining. Oh yeah. And I you was know, like, how's your steak? <laughs> the people I've spoken to that are at rest. Cause that's the, the only other thing mm-hmm. I'll say is that the restaurant industry is just, I, I don't know how they'll come back if we don't eat there. Yeah. So that's I, do, the I do feel bad for all these yeah. small businesses. Like it is really fucked up. Yeah. So if you could sit outside it's cool. That's what I guess they're saying. And my main thing is wearing the mask is that you just yeah. all, all we have to do to spread the fucking virus to not spread the virus is to wear the mask, wash our hands that some of it's yes. a little bit of ma- maybe some magical thinking. But as long as people are thinking of other people while they're doing and doing this all. The, the one thing is, are you willing yeah. to spend the mental energy that it takes to look out for yourself and others while doing these yeah. things? The, the worst thing that they did is they told us that the mask protects other people instead of protecting ourselves. Yes, they should have just, told, just lied. Should, yeah, they should have been lied. like, you need to keep your mask on for you. Yeah, yeah, because it's we unfortunate because yeah. it's the lowest impact. No mm-hmm. brainer. Accessible to shit. everyone takes one second. You, there's yeah. no a, a solution couldn't be easier to implement. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is the most easily implemental thing. And you still have yeah. dipshits. Yeah. Who've never been to City Hall in their fucking life, probably had to yeah. Google where it was to go make the speech, and yeah. you still have dipshits that are refusing to do it. It's insane. I don't get it. I just don't yeah. get it. No, it's truly crazy. It's so funny too, in, in like my neighborhood, the number of like older older men that are that just have one just dangling off their ear, just walking around, and I'm like, I'm protecting you right now. This is I mean myself also, but like you are susceptible to this. I'm looking at you. I'm yeah. killing yeah, you old right man. now. It's going to kill you, old man. Yes. I'm yes. going to, I'm I'm here helping you. You think I want to wear this? No. Do you want to yeah. wear this? But I am very thankful because I will, I was growing before the, the mask ordinances really started. I was growing a quarantine beard. 
Yes. And I had the super long beard. And I'm very thankful I'm not dealing with that right now because quarantine beard mixed with mask is not it, it's not looking good i am it thankful for the mask O-ring. getting rid of all that yeah, yeah but only <laughs> because you got the beard hairs hanging out underneath mm-hmm. um makes you look like a big old horny barnacle <laughs> like it doesn't look good coming around all, the sides, all around but... the sides all the brambles like sticking out of it you're like you look like a pair of bikini underwear in 1975, <laughs> yeah, 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 like back in the day. But now you, I'm glad I did that. Now I'm down to the mustache, so I could just contain my face. Yeah. Does the beard poke through the mask? Because yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah, the little fibers. Unpleasant, because if I haven't like shaved my legs and then I wear nylons, that's a really gross sensation, like my leg hair coming through tights. It's the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oof. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Why do, I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I actually do know. Will you go put on wear... some tights right now? Oh, okay. You know. Uh, no, I should. I used to. Uh, there were several characters that I'd done on Murder Fist for many, many years that had tights mm-hmm. on. And as you did, it was just like, yeah, your little hairs would come. Yeah. My big hairs would go yeah. all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> I know. When they get, go against the grain, it's the Ooh, worst feeling. So it's like rubbing velvet the wrong way. Yeah. Ooh, I know. Ooh, that makes Ooh. my back feel weird. <laughs> but yeah man i all i want to do is go to a bar oh my god yeah, do i want to go to a bar but i want to sit in a bar and mm-hmm. not be afraid that is the yeah. other caveat to it i don't need a bar enough and i think i can get plenty drunk in my backyard and i do that yeah you know exactly. no, I mean, and not in danger there's anyone. a reason we want to go to bars we want to be drunk around other people <laughs> yes and don't want to be afraid of yes. other people in the mm-hmm. process. I mean, I worry that this is going to be to some de- degree irreparable. I, I mean, I think this has become so ingrained in us that we're going to, like, for many years, I think, have maybe fear isn't the right word, but we're going to have this bubble around other people for, I think, a pretty long time. It might be. I just feel like it's, I hope, I, you know what, I, I, I hope not because I love other people and I love going out and I miss it so much. And I think that it's, we've made a lot of jokes about how hard, this is a hard time for extroverts. It but is. Yeah. <laughs> like but when it you're is. a natural extrovert, it's <laughs> yeah. very difficult. Like you mm-hmm. want to be out all the yeah. time. So I think that we'll end up snapping back into some form of normalcy. But I don't know. I always was a crazy hand washer. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it'll teach some people to wash their hands more. That's what I'm hoping to come out of this. Some people will have gotten the basic hygiene down. I don't I mean, know. I'm not, I'm not hopeful for it, but it would be a nice silver lining. I think masks could end up being a part of way more accepted part of American life. Yeah, definitely. Than before, because other countries do it mm-hmm. naturally because yeah. they've dealt with pandemics before and know what you have to do and how. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. I'm for again. sure going to wear it if I ever travel on a fucking plane again, you know, after oh all my this. God. But we have to eventually. Day. I was yeah. thinking... I was just supposed to do a gig in Boulder, and I ended up canceling it because, yeah. like, uh, someone said immediately showed a picture on a plane of a, the the flight attendants not wearing masks. Oh, yeah, and no. Mm-hmm. Our friend yeah, just talked like, about she went on a flight, and, yeah, the flight attendants weren't even wearing them. Like, like, yeah, they were oh just talking about the back and laughing and stuff. The plane was fully packed, and it's like, uh, <laughs> it no. is, yeah, it is, uh-uh. like, really starting to get to me, though, not being able to, like, be around people because, yeah, being an extrovert, 
not doing comedy live. Like I was saying yesterday, I was like, I feel like an empty nester. Like the thing I invested, I've invested over a decade. Like it's just gone. And so I just am like, what do I do with my life? And I keep trying to do crafts. I'm doing so many crafts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not yet in an insane asylum. I'm not ready for 24 hour crafts. I'm trying to just, I miss, we used to have a rock and roll life. Now I'm making drapes. I made drapes. Like, I don't know. We need to get drugs back. We've got to. (laughs) Can I, though, uh, one thing I will say, I think that it does feel longer because we are, because it is a locked in nature, but it truly has only been like fucking, what, two months? I think it's it's like two and a half months. No, it's 101 days. I, I've been keeping a track on my calendar. I, every day I, I write it in. Uh, we're, oh. Henry, Henry oh, we're, into tri- we're into triple digits now, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I feel like everybody, it, it's on some level, it's not that yeah. it's, uh, you know that they do want it to go to normal, but I think people would like it to go to normal safely, and I yeah. think that that's what we're going to see. So hopefully mm-hmm. everybody's trying to figure it out. I think that outdoor yeah. comedy shows are good. Yeah. Slowly. Mm-hmm. getting it all back going it just might yeah. change our fucking weirdly it might just change how we live inside yeah 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 i think I so mean, i don't i feel like more people were gonna move to the west coast too because like on the east coast i guess everybody has the summer but then you're fucked again once you can't have outdoor comedy shows in the winter there no yeah. hey you, you know that's that's why they come to los angeles for the yeah. sunshine and for uh, <laughs> the helicopters, and now the ground yes. just bursts into flames. That's yes. why. That's why I'm with. They'll, once they get used to that, let's see if they can handle it. Because that's the one main thing moving from New York to LA that was the scariest shit that I did not particularly understand is things shaking and burning all the time and setting on fire. Yeah, yeah. it's unsettling if you're not used to it. You get used yeah. to it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the earthquakes are. It's funny. I was like on the phone with my sister-in-law like whenever the last one happened out here, and uh, I was like, "Oh wait, hold on. I think an earthquake's happening." And she's like, "What? Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, no, no. Hold on. I think it's." Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was an earthquake. It's done. It's done. And she, it blew her fucking mind that I was that casual just on the phone with her. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a 5.1 in Palmdale. Yeah, that's all right. No big deal. And she was like, yeah. is that a lot? What? Yeah, like, no. what? No, it's true. I, 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 because yeah. I lived through the Northridge earthquake. You mm-hmm. guys have not. We still have not felt a real earthquake. These little ones, they're not. You, no, it ain't shit. It ain't oh, shit. No. I'm sorry, but. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, thank I you know for that, that. Test. I know I've thank, never thank you test. through a real one. Thank you for so that. So I'm not even I safe mean, inside. That's no, what you're, you're not. saying. No, you're not. And like, We're not safe anywhere. <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel. The Northridge earthquake, I was playing paralyzed. Mortal Kombat with yeah. my best friend. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was having a sleepover, and I can't even tell. My house went sideways. How long you're did it last? Morning, and it. 30 Whoa. seconds wow and it feels like slow wow. motion like you're just watching the entire it's the trippiest scariest thing no we got to figure that out i got it we got an <laughs> earthquake kit you know what i mean like we went we gotta figure all this shit out we gotta figure out what to do with it because we got our quote-unquote earthquake kit it's got four cans of beans and a flashlight in it <laughs> what is that gonna do how's that gonna fight against literally the planet earth shaking you off like i got like it's Someone pulling a tablecloth out from underneath a bunch of silverware. Oh my god! Oh Jesus Christ! I'm just fucking just everything. I need to. Yeah. We need up. That's why I was saying we've been too kind to the planet Earth. Maybe it's her time. It's her time. Yeah. I no, think this. this is, it's yeah. time maybe for us. To, by the way, are those guys still in space? <laughs> I, yeah, they are just staying up there. Yeah. They're like, we're just gonna wait till shit cools out. 
Yeah, would you come back? No, I would just no, take that rocket. And I was like, how much oxygen do I have? I'll just be up here my, for a couple of months. My boyfriend has a theory that they've already started building, like, building colonies on Mars, and that's why they're so blatant about not giving a fuck about the environment. He's like, no, they're already, they've already left. <laughs> I, I'm with him. There's yes. a feeling that I have. Yes. Well, my true, my main conspiracy theory breakout is that SpaceX and these programs are them flexing and showing we can leave here whenever we want. Yeah. And then what they're going to eventually do is build giant ships. Like Bezos is going to leave and yeah. go someplace. Mm. Like they're yeah. just going to leave one day. And they're just And just be in the clock. ship, you mean? Just like float yes, in space? They, yeah. they float in space, go live forever in space. I think that mm. there's going to see the super rich do that within the next uh, 30 years. And like my first thought was maybe I can get on board as like a housekeeper or something. <laughs> yes. And I realized that they're probably going to have robots doing that. Yes, robots for that. But guess what? They are going to need entertainers. Yes. And oh, I think that this I, is an important the spot for us. ultimate cruise gig. <laughs> yeah. I immediately undersell myself. I'm like, maybe I can, like, I'll scrub something. Just put me on the boat. Oh, there's yeah, definitely like human beings to abuse. So I'm sure we could be there in some fashion. Yeah, someone has yes. to. I have to, someone's going to have to bend over and look. I'm like, I'm going to literally be forced to show my butthole to a booker <laughs> at least once on the, the, the permanent spaceship that Bezos is on. Yeah, and I understand. I was like, I know this is important for my career. As he's just sitting there, just like dilating my butthole. Yes, yeah, yeah. To yeah. see how big he can get it. You can see the reflection of your butthole on his shiny forehead. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen it from this angle. Concave. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. That's got to be fixed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to take some pores up into space with them, too, because otherwise, if they're all rich, that's not fun for them. No, they got to have still got to subjugate that, Exactly. Somebody. They've got to exactly. have somebody on the bottom. So, yeah, they're going yeah. yeah. to be going to do a snow piercer type situation. Yes. Yeah, I'll yeah. Eat the, I'll eat the bug bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm like, I fucking eat anything. I'll eat yeah. the yeah, I'll eat your fucking protein cubes made out of locusts. <laughs> yeah, sure, bring them on. Whatever. <laughs> I'm good. I'll just stay down here and watch it burn. <laughs> I honestly, once they leave, I actually think things will then get better here. That's yeah, a good that's point. Probably true. And then that's... we can like go take over their rich people places. Like San Tropez can be ours now. Or they're gonna, they're they're just gonna die up there in space. And guess what? Their money's not gonna mean anything in space. So mm-hmm. as soon as they got up there, they're gonna act like they're king shits. You got King Bezos like all over the entire spaceship. The people within the spaceships will then show. Actually, the numbers matter. We're mm-hmm. just gonna drag you out. We're gonna put you in the space plank, and we're gonna shoot you out. And yeah. just, you're just gonna die out there, screaming skeleton, out Man. in the cosmos. What if we like? Okay, I'm not a hacker, and I don't really know how computers work. But when this happens, what if we, like, hacked the robots on their spaceship, and then they killed all the rich people? Man, that'd That's be dope. A, how sick would that be? That just would a, be... a robot rebellion that we could just watch, like, a video game and, from space? It could be, like, a reverse gladiator. Like, all the commoners yeah. will be in the audience watching the rich people fight each other in space. Just <laughs> a fucking great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately going yes. out there and then everybody gets to operate like because it would be fun to just like harass a senator with a like an automated Roomba the size of a trash can you know what I mean like just harass him all night like going out and like and attacking him being like I know your secrets like you can have your voice like patched in that'd be yeah. incredible I'm just imagining they're like somehow their skeletons falling just to earth again 
Just sure coming through the atmosphere, like, burning. <laughs> yes. Mommy, look, it's a shooting star. Like it's that story. It's like you just see them streaking. It's like, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's Make the uprising. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go out to Joshua Tree and just watch the Congress hit the atmosphere. Perfect. Oh, that would be fucking incredible. <laughs> Oh man, somebody make that. <laughs> and if anyone's I, listening, these are definitely I want, I want jokes. All of this is satire. satire. They know, they know. It's not prescient and not a prescient view. Unless yeah. we're predicting the future and then guys, I think then we rule the planet Whoa. of the future. That's hey man, I'll, I don't I don't want that responsibility, no. but I will I'd love to know the person that was in charge. I think Brandy yeah. could do it. Me too. I'd put Brandy up yeah. for it. I'll support I, you. Yeah. Brandy's actually could have thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually would be pretty good at running the planet, I think. I mean, you take just, a shot. Yeah. I think I could do better than what's happening currently, at least at the very Fucking least. Please. <laughs> if I Any... could just sit out in your uh, pool house, your planetary rule pool house, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I please cleanse this earth. <laughs> just go ahead. Just cleanse it. I will be, I'll sit in a, I'll sit in a renumination cage for a while until my brain has been purged of evil. Like, I understand that that's a part of the process. Yes, I will exactly. subjugate myself to it, yes. Exactly. I'm a strong but firm, uh, uh, but, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah, that's what I talk dictator. about with Nat all the time. If I was a dictator, I would, I would, be, I would listen. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. be a dictator who listens and responds mm-hmm. in gross. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, have a, I have a deep well of empathy inside of me, but I also don't take any shit. I think I'd be great. Boom. <laughs> I'm in. There's my your slogan. You got me yeah. up. Exactly. My year of my years of doing playing bar gigs all over the country have taught karaoke me uh, deep well of empathy. Host yes. has prepared you. Karaoke- <laughs> Being a karaoke host for three years that should be the president. Honestly, straight up because you're yes. just screaming at drunk, emotionally charged people that are using karaoke either as the only way mm-hmm. they can somewhat remotely self- express themselves, or yes. like being like, "Becky's gotta know, I gotta tell her I love her tonight." <laughs> I need to get bumped up. What do you mean it's 3 o'clock in the morning? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I miss karaoke. Um, Man, I do. Me too. At this point, I even miss karaoke. Oh, do you think, like, the karaoke regulars are, like, zooming karaoke at each other right now? Yes, 100%. That's happening, right? There's, like, there's already apps you can do that with. I did a Zoom karaoke, and it was... It was not as weird oh, really? as I thought it would be. I also didn't know it was happening. My friend said she was having a Zoom birthday, and I popped in, and they oh, were God. in the middle of singing a song. <laughs> that was just That's like... a lot to come into. And you know what's interesting? I like the karaoke phenomenon. All right, okay. Everybody puts their songs in. And so you as a group, your friend group, you have to sort of like... You have to give them the attention they deserve when they sing their song. You mm-hmm. have to be a good audience for them. But sometimes, mm-hmm. but then you like kind of drift. Yeah. Like as they're singing, even if it's great, you know what I mean? You're like, but I'm still going to talk to my friends. With the yeah. Zoom karaoke thing, are you, you're kind of all just forced to go like, <laughs> like sitting and listen as the one person sings and go, very good. Very good. I enjoyed yeah, no your performance. No well played. Them. Yeah, just go. Very good. They all have to stand there and listen to you do it one on one because that's what someone was talking about. We tried to have a big murder fest get together, and it was mm-hmm. like fifteen people on Zoom, and no one can speak, right? Because you're used to having side conversations at a party, and yeah. so someone tried to do the thing of like, we'll each take turns speaking, oh, <laughs> and it's like. Have oh, you ever no. tried to take a fucking conch, like the the shell, like the speaking rock, yeah, yeah. away from a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, everyone mute yourselves so Henry can have the floor. <laughs> for two minutes. Yeah. He gets it for two minutes and then we take it back. So you're just doing sets then, basically. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, we, have, we have to take a break, everybody. We'll be back. BRB. In a second. Hey, we're back on Lady to Lady. I am Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with, we're here with Henry Zabrowski. Oh, I'm back. They brought me back. It's like being back in the like getting back to the couch in Johnny Carson's days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Henry, we you invited were the first you back. Two segments. Come on over. I Come made it. Over. I'm gonna make it. it. Come over. I thought. It would By be- the way, that sounds. When I hear about that tradition, can you guys mm-hmm. like? Doing a set on late night sound, I'm sure, is so nerve wracking anyway. But can you imagine having the added pressure of like waiting to find out if you got invited or not? That sounds so nerve wracking. And then having to be funny so on the couch. Then have to crush oh. it on the couch. Yeah. And you got to make him like slap his knee and shit. And you got to <laughs> figure out a way to, to get him going like, ha ha, so that he brings you back all the time. See, my, <laughs> my idea, if I ever do late night, is that I'm going to invite them over after my set. Yes. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be like, bring your own couch. <laughs> yeah, I just have, have your own couch. <laughs> have a yeah. couch wheeled out next to you. Just like, hey, Conan, would you I'm like to do that if I ever go? Get the knock. <laughs> you get it. You just got to find somebody who's game. Conan sounds like he's game for this. He would, do that, I think. He would be. Do, do you yeah. know how that works? Because I know how, like, a celebrity, like Martin Short and all those people, like, you know, they the, the real celebrities show up with bits and they, mm-hmm. like, you got it, Marty. Like, do you think that if you're yeah. just a comedian, like, who gets on one of those shows? Well, I'm not a stand-up, it's like so I, I don't know. know. They let Rory and, um, what's his like fuck? Like, Tig and stuff. And f- they do bit bits. Yeah, they do bits. Like, Rory oh, John and Dorr. John yeah, Dorr yeah. did their thing where they mm. do their show at the same time. So I think, That was great. I mean, they, all, yeah, they also awesome. knew them, I'm sure. But I'm sure if you have, like, a funny idea that they're into, that they would... That they think is actually funny. Yeah, yeah. consider it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the yeah. danger of pitching to all those... All of that crew of all staring at you, being like, and then oh I'm going to have coming. I'm going to come out in this taco costume and just <laughs> yeah. bombing in front of them. I think it's almost the type of soul crushing that I don't know what I would deal with. As me, to- it's a gamble. Yep. Yeah, I don't know when when to fold with this joke. God damn it! It's, see, <laughs> it's big. It means a lot yeah. to us. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, all right, Henry, how are you at advice? Do people ask you for advice often? Oh my god! I don't know if you're—I don't know if you're a person that people go to for that. Or... They shouldn't. <laughs> people ask me about what alien books to get and like mm-hmm. what weed strain. So a lot of those things I can offer, and then I can say a lot of my things about about my own brain. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Um, all right. Well, we, we, do, we do a little advice. People send us in some questions. If you have a question, send, send it to us at lady to lady comedy at gmail dot com. Lady, lady problems, lady, lady problems, lady, lady problems. Do you have them? Hello, ladies. I'm a newer fan, but since I joined, y'all have been a steady source of laughter and camaraderie. I have a lady problem that could use some serious cool ant energy thrown at it, so please help me Hell out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Henry, channel your inner cool ants. Yeah. I believe oh, oh, you yes. can find that. Yes, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I'm outside. I got a great macaroni salad recipe. Got some kitten heels. Perfect. Okay. 
Um, Over the past year, I've graduated from college, moved to D.C. with my boyfriend of three plus years, adopted two cats, begun to deal with my depression, realized I wasn't happy with my career, and then embarked on a new path. This fall, COVID allowing, my cats and I will be moving to the Netherlands to begin a two-year's master's degree. That's cool. A part of this whole existential crisis for me meant reevaluating my relationship, and first off, I need you all to know that I dead-ass thought I was going to marry this man. We were best friends in college. We all have the same friends. It seemed like a perfect little love story. As recently as January, I was looking at engagement rings. I'm 22. I know, I know, I know. But I had all that when you know, you know bullshit in my head. And my parents got married at 23 and I was 19 having my first sexual experiences and I knew. Anyways, after many, many difficult but open and honest discussions, we decided to break up when I move. This isn't actually my lady problem. Somehow, so far, things are going really well. I think because we communicated so well and stayed really honest and vulnerable, we were so far able to just enjoy the last few months and have together instead of it being... We have together... Sorry. We've been able to enjoy the last few months we have together instead of it being awkward and tiptoeing around each other. So I'm sad about the end of a relationship that was very much fantastic and will set a high bar for anyone else that I, I date. But I'm looking forward to moving and starting fresh, dating people of other genders, and figuring what out what all the hype is around Tinder. Yikes. That was, the, that was her yikes and also my yikes. Um, what I would love some advice on is mostly, A, how the heck do I start dating in a foreign country? I have no experience with d- dating apps and I've been in a relationship just about the entirety of my adult life, especially when my only other serious relationship and only sexual partner set such a high bar. I kind of want to just have fun for a bit, I, but I think I'll have a hard time not being picky. And B, how do I stay friends with my ex? Like I said, we're starting off in a relatively good spot, but the transition away from each other will be hard on us both. I'm taking the cats, which is definitely hard on him. I'm not sure how often is appropriate to text slash Snapchat photos of my new life so that I'm staying in touch and telling about what my life is like over there without seeming like I'm flaunting. Thank you, guys. So, two questions. How do they fuck around and how do they stay friends with their ex? Um... I mean, are you the fuckery? <laughs> I feel like that will happen fairly organically. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you have to, like, I truly think you're a new American woman in the <laughs> Netherlands. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> yes. You're going to. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The fuckery exactly. will come to you. You won't, <laughs> yeah, you, won't yes, even need, exactly. you won't even need Tinder for the fuckery. It will no. appear on your doorstep. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I don't know if she's going to be in Amsterdam proper, but I mean, Amsterdam is a very social place. Everyone's kind of outside smoking and walking around and riding bikes, and you're going to yeah. yeah. People well, are going to run into you. You're going to run into people. It's going to be fun. You moved. You're moving to a place that handled COVID much better than the United States, so you're going to be dating probably way more than all of your friends here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I guess I'm thinking be about cleaner. the still in uncovered yes. terms, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> it's just about whether or not. How seriously you want to keep the relationship going with your ex. And if you, mm-hmm. if it's something that is that, it feels like it's very important to you now because mm-hmm. you just broke up and you're on the younger side. So you mm-hmm. feel like it's something that it's, and it was such a, if something lasts, like I was thinking about that the other day, if like, if even if you're with someone like five years and you're mm-hmm. 22 years old, that's like a quarter of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't know that life really goes on much longer and you're just going to kind of see how that relationship goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, like, I wouldn't tell, you know, I think the key to staying friends with them, and sounds like you guys might be able to do that, uh, 
is just, yeah, don't like tell them about who you're hooking up with or anything, but you don't have to hide that you're having a good life there. I mean, that's yeah. your life. I I think you, it sounds like you already have good instincts. So I would just follow mm-hmm. those in both directions. I mean, you have high standards, so don't lessen your standards, but you're going to be able to find people I'm sure that you connect with that yeah. are, you ha- you're going to have options even if you have high standards probably, so... I feel like in terms of keeping in touch with the ex, the cats are like a godsend because you can just send them pictures of the cats. Yes. You know, like keep it on the kitties. That's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. I would also like make sure when you get over there that like keeping in touch with them doesn't become a priority. Like you're so you building a social life that is like separate. is like more of a priority. Like he can like see you on like Instagram and like stuff like that. Like you guys can talk a little bit, but make sure that you're not giving a lot of like your emotional energy still to that relationship and like yeah. giving that space, making that space available. I think that will happen people. naturally because it's like yeah, how many? Sure. I mean, not, you know, every relationship's different, but anytime yeah. this move happens, like your communication is just going to kind of slowly fall out. Because I also think it's a time difference. Like yeah. a 10 hour time difference so you're gonna yeah. really see what's going on you're just gonna have to like spend extra time to kind of even schedule speaking to this person so you're gonna have to figure it out and mm-hmm. it's just whether or not it's that strong of a relationship that it will hold up to the amount of organizing it's gonna take to keep up where it's like if yeah. you keep it real light that's mm-hmm. one way to do it but i honestly think that you already were very smart by being realistic and breaking up before the move mm-hmm. like 100 yeah. percent, because that would suck yeah. if she if they like kind of acted like they were gonna do a long distance thing and then you have that, to have oh, that yeah yeah don't that's, <laughs> that's just like setting your beginning and your new place up for disaster because mm-hmm. you're eventually going to get to a place where you break up with the person but the whole first couple months is you trying to make it work and living neither here nor there and- yeah definitely and I think like the nature of friendships like uh, you know it's like obviously you guys talk to each other now but like if it gets to a point where maybe you guys just only catch up every couple of months or something that doesn't mean that you've like lost touch the quality just like your your timing is different it's like we all have mm-hmm. best friends that we speak to what like tw- a couple times a year or something like that but oh that, yeah that, that phone call will just like oh cool yeah I only need to talk to you like four times a year but that's I, everything is is in those phone calls or whatever yeah you, you know? catch so, up but tell yeah. you keep yeah you keep your you keep touch with somebody but you know you don't have mm-hmm. to. He doesn't have to be your main friend as much anymore. You're gonna be. You're going to the Netherlands. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I'm so excited for you. Like this is I'm just so such a fun. You've got a way out of the United States right now. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, yourself. One piece of advice: <laughs> if you're going to take shrooms alone at the zoo in Amsterdam, <laughs> bring headphones. <laughs> <laughs> let's not elaborate let's just let that sit there yeah i think that that makes a lot of sense honestly i totally get it i had to learn the hard way um don't want to hear children speaking in dutch while you're on shrooms Uh, (laughs) i I don't want to hear your dutch nonsense (laughs) this is so i'm just like so like I want to live vicariously through you because this is so fun and you yeah, already you get to you start make, a whole adventure. Yeah, you're making know, so many yeah. good choices. It seems like so I really don't. I think you you know just have to keep following those good instincts and yeah, absolutely. Um, also, feel free to send send us pictures of your cats. We always love a pet picture. Yes, you know, big old fan. You can flaunt your life via yeah. our email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> Wait, can you get tiny little cat-sized Dutch shoes? Are those are those oh, little shit. Oh my god, would they you love imagine? it? You hear the clop, 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 clop all night. Oh my god, like, like Bowfinger. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bowfinger reference, 2020, baby. Yeah. Hey, man, it's still good. It's a good film. It I saw it in the movie. theater. It holds up. Holds up. I love me some Bowfinger. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, they also said that, sorry, for uh, at the end, uh, my program is international criminology. I just wanted to that tell you that because I think rules. you'll find it cool. That's awesome. That yeah. is cool. Wow, she's badass. Yeah. Man, we got good-ass listeners. I fucking I love that shit. That's awesome. Tell us tell us some tips. What should we know? Whatever you, you whenever you learn some shit in that class that you're like, oh, yeah, send that to us. I would like I would like some criminology tips. Oh yeah. I love yeah. I, I like hearing the real criminologists speak. Cause that's like mm-hmm. real cop school. That's actual cop school. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is where they yeah, should yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. Like the real shit. It's, it's always That's what I'm wondering because it's like, it, you know, as we're learning, like so much, there's just so much cor- corruption and everything, mm-hmm. obviously, in the in the police uh, yeah. system that it's like, is the study of that? Because probably all the, a lot of the reports and stuff that they do are not right, not correct. Mm-hmm. So are they starting from a place of like not even having the right numbers on, you know? You know I don't like even know. There's such a big know. difference between cops and detectives too, where it's right. like we're so used to like on TV, all those shows are like that are like smart and solving crimes and talking to victims with empathy. Those are detectives. <laughs> yeah, you had to take like an exam and shit because yeah, that's yeah. like even back in the day. So my dad was my dad was a New York City cop, but he was like back in the the old school days where mm-hmm. I mean like uh, they didn't fucking really have training. He had to get trained up as he went. And then as you go up in ranks, you're supposed to train and you go to classes and then you take tests and do all this stuff. But you really think that they should have a lot more of that for people that are on the lower side, like the mm-hmm. B-cops, mm-hmm. people that we're yeah. dealing with the day-to-day basis all the time. I mean, yeah. it's fucking absolutely brutal. We just, we're just arming them like an army instead of teaching them how to like help us. We're just giving them the tools to kick the shit, up, kick the shit out of us yeah. for no reason. I know. I saw. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, there was like... A, sm- a town that has like 3,000 people and they were like, look, we got a tank. And it was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why you got a tank? Why? 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 But I've been saying on side yeah. stories, if they're mm-hmm. allowed to tank, there should be one citizen tank for each <laughs> One for you, one for me. Should ha- you? We get to have one that we can yes. use just in case y'all roll mm-hmm. out your tank. We have a tank. I yeah, think that's R. fair. P. It's like Tom's shoes. Every time you get a tank, a tank is donated to a place in the community. And then what we do is every six months, we take a new member of each zip code is chosen to be able to pilot the tank. And they go, they get to go and look at it. They got to shine it, though. They have to maintain it. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. Killdozer. Thank you. Marvin Niemeyer was like... a, a badly, he is not a good American hero. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. But he had some. Some really compelling ideas. <laughs> that killdozer took a long time to put together. <laughs> I'm upset. If you if you guys are as uh, I'm obsessed with killdozer. There's a documentary called Tread mm-hmm. that he did. That's about him. I mean, he's obnoxious, but that's yeah. a lot of time he spent. <laughs> What's a killdozer? Oh, you could go for it. You could just type that into ye okay. old Google and give yourself right. a a man basically held a town hostage with a a home built battering ram out of a out of a bulldozer and it just shows it was completely effective against the police it was effective mm-hmm. against everybody he destroyed millions of dollars worth of property damage he, yeah. he, but over bullshit over just the like zoning like laws yeah. that he got sick of he went crazy 
Um, yeah. But he left these video, these long journals of him, on these screeds about how he's like, sometimes a responsible man is driven to do something against his inner nature. Like it's him doing yeah. stuff. And he spends a year just building this huge, ornate, unstoppable machine. Yeah, exactly. See, this is I what, mean, if you knew carpentry, this is the kind of shit we could, is, we could have yeah, gotten this up is to. Could have done. We could be on. Yeah. This, this is, is the kind of see. change we could affect. I'm not exactly. getting, there's no killdozer for drapes, unfortunately. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do during quarantine, Henry? I've basically been just kind of tooling away my killdozer, making my enemies list. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. <laughs> At what point does a house become a bunker? That's the question. I don't know. If I just make it underground by just adding more and more la- layers of cement to the outside of my home. My kill houser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Technically, all hobbits live in bunkers. That's something we don't talk about. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That Actually, is where that is all true. the rich people have their bunkers in, like, New Zealand and shit. So they have them. They have the, not the space bunkers, but the underground ones, so... Yeah, yeah. Tolkien I mean, was trying to warn us. Or they all have DNA nice. banks, too. It's all creepy. Yeah. The DNA banks is another one of those where I was like, I didn't know that shit was real, too. And then it came out with the Epstein stuff, and then he kept yep. rolling. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, you guys really just do this kind of Illuminati shit. I feel like oh, they yeah. get I- the ideas from fake things written about the Illuminati, and then they copy that the makes fiction. Sense. Yeah, can we actually make that happen? Yeah, I think they have like gardens where they're growing like future elbows for themselves and stuff. I think they're just harvesting new bodies as we speak. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you see Jeff Bezos come out, if he comes out with little petite ears, we know that he's been doing it. Just one little tiny one on one side. He's got some hot young elbows. baby skin in my elbows. <laughs> I would be so bad at growing body parts. Like, I can't even grow weed. Like, Babs, you were asking me about growing weed. I'm like, I... Oh, my God. So yeah, I I'm, I am, too. I'm trying to grow stuff. I would be bad at all of it. Yeah. I have a black thumb. We really kill every single thing that we touch. I literally Same. cannot... T- I cannot grow a plant to save my life. Yeah. I am not... We can't. We're I getting cactuses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even then, I got, I've got i killed so many succulents. And I'm like, I this killed is two supposed cactuses. to... I've killed yeah. cactuses. I'm just supposed to just look at you It's just one okay. of those things I've given up on. I'm like, my room's not going to look like a fucking Pinterest bedroom because there are plants everywhere. <laughs> it's just going to not have any living thing in it aside from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. And, and my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my boyfriend. He'll be alive, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, alive. He's, alive. He's, he's real and alive. He's definitely, so. yeah. You're definitely not growing a new boyfriend no, in your no, closet no, no, right no. now. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, that's our show. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, Henry, where can we find you on the internet and everything? You can just do at LP on the left for that show, and then Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, I think, is at Your Pretty Face on all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We got our new, we got our book, last book on the left that we're pumping. Yeah. Encyclopedia it's, it's about awesome. serial killers. Thank you. It, it, yeah, that's all. I, Marcus the, Parks wrote all of it. Yeah. For the most part. Wait, you guys have your quips in there. It's great. Hey, I make my jokes. <laughs> yeah, I came up go. with the, I came up with ideas for the drawings. That was the drawings like, are gorgeous. But I, Tom I really Neely the is the most, one of the most talented mm-hmm. motherfuckers on the face of the planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great book. I'm a big old fan of it. Um, all right, we're going to head over to Patreon and do a little uh, top secret session. Uh, Tess has a has a story for us. So 
pretty pretty exciting. My, my morning, my week is off to uh, quite a start, guys. Quite a real, start. A real <laughs> shitty start. Uh, <laughs> pa- Patreon.com slash lady to lady. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794, Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love Love you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.